Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. Change. Here we go, yo. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. This is the place we come together just to grow. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Everything you need and a little bit more to the show. Welcome to the show. This is the place we come together just to grow to the show. Welcome to the show. Got everything you need and a little bit more. What we about living, loving, purpose. 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 What we about living. We gon' impart to you all that you need This is Conversations with Keanu B What we about Welcome to Conversations with Keani B, where we talk about the topics of life, love, purpose, and leadership, all from a faith-based perspective. I'm your host, Keani, and I'm so grateful that you came and took out the time to join me today. So we're going to talk about one of my favorite things today, and that is the call to entrepreneurship, the call to entrepreneurship. So this is so key, especially this year in 2022, because being that the basis of entrepreneurship has to do with your creative genius, right? This year has been a great year to build something new. I've seen so many new things, ideas, marketing, collaborations, and partnerships in 2022 that I had not quite seen in times past. And so that's very, very exciting because whenever we build something, whenever we create something, we're providing new opportunities. We're offering solutions to problems. We're expanding the network. And for the kingdom people and the believers, we are expanding and sharing the beauty of the kingdom of God. So what I wanted to do was get a working definition for what an entrepreneur is. And um, what I'm going to use is a definition by a journalist by the name of Adam Hayes, right? Because I love the way that he kind of positioned the definition for an entrepreneur. All he simply says is that an entrepreneur is an individual who creates a new business, bearing most of the risk and enjoying most of the rewards. I thought that was profound that he shared that. He also said the process of setting up a business is known as entrepreneurship. So the entrepreneur is commonly seen as one that is an innovator that has new ideas, you know, new services, new processes and procedures on how to do a thing. You know, the key about entrepreneurship is that it really does add value to the economy and it adds value to community. It's something that's very important and it allows your experience to be combined with your knowledge, to be combined with your creative genius. And it's all going to provide a solution to a problem. Okay, so what I'm going to do is share with you a little bit about my journey specifically. So back in maybe 2015, 2014, 2015, I worked for an insurance company. And when I worked for this insurance company, it was the first time I had worked for a job where I was fully commission based. And so I worked through that process and that was very challenging. I was the only income in my house and it was up to me to make a sale in order for me to get income. 
So there were parts of a job, you know, when we work a job, there's always parts that we love and there's parts that we love not so much, <laughs> right? So what I loved about the job was administration. I loved doing all the back end office paperwork that came with insurance. But what I did not like was the actual selling of insurance, if that makes sense. I enjoyed meeting families, meeting couples, meeting individuals, and explaining to them the importance of financial stability and legacy of family by making sure that financially you have what you need. I so enjoyed that, but I did not enjoy when I had to come back to them with quotes and figures and say, hey, you need to buy this. You need to buy this because I really wasn't a salesman. Although in my businesses, I do sell. I don't like to call it selling, but of course, ultimately it is selling when we're offering a product or a service. But what I'd like to say is that I'm presenting to you a solution to your problem and I'm making it available for you to purchase. Now, that's something that I developed over time, which is basically a skilled way to sell so that you don't come off so salesy. But back then, when I was in the world in the land of insurance and financial services, it was not that lenient. It was not that sleek, right? And it, it didn't necessarily come to me like that when it was time for me to share. So around that time, what I would do is I would partner with another insurance agent that had a stronger personality than me. And with that insurance agent, they will go and close the deal. So this is how it was set up. I will partner with an insurance agent that AKA I will call someone of a pit bull, right? I would meet families. I would introduce myself. I would find ways to market. I would go and create or do some type of financial needs analysis to determine exactly what it is that they need. I put all that together, package it up nice and sweet, give it to the other insurance agent, and they were more skilled and more experienced than I was, and they would go and close the deal. So administration-wise, I had that on lock, but the other portion was very uncomfortable for me at the time. So what it did do, though, was open my eyes to the fact that I could possibly do something on my own, you know? So I thought to myself, you know, with what I like to do as far as the administration portion is concerned and what I'm good at, what does that look like for me to kind of offer some type of service? Something else that I did really well too was be encouraging to other agents and very encouraging to the families that I spoke to. So I was like, okay, so what can I do about that? So I remember my first client was a friend of mine and what she did was, she was an insurance agent in another city and state. I encouraged her, she wound up getting a big deal and then she began to pay me to be able to help her. And that's when I thought that I could be a consultant because I thought, you know, what is a consultant? What exactly is it that they do? Maybe this is something I can really position and market for myself. But it wasn't until I was in a position where I was commission based that I even considered the fact that I can do something or build it on my own. After that happened, it was just me adding bells and whistles to a process and being intentional about positioning it. So now we gravitate on, I get a regular job, I leave there, I get a regular job, but now I still kind of have the itch like, hey, I want to do something for me. You know, at the time, I also needed a second job. I wanted to um, have more income. And although I had a, a good job, I wanted to make more so I can do the extra stuff like vacations and trips with my daughter. So instead of me working a whole second job, you know, my daughter was younger, she was an athlete, I was active in ministry, community and that type of thing. I was like, you know... I don't want to, you know, give my daughter to somebody else in the evening to watch while I go watch, work like some type of night job or over the weekend. I don't want to do that. So what can I do? Lord, what can I do? So God began to deal with me 
with building and he began to deal with me with dreaming and I began to open my mind to the possibilities of the fact that I can have something more than what I was accustomed to. So now we transition to 2016. Um, 2016 looks very interesting because 2016, I graduated college at Liberty University with a degree in psychology. I had a BA in psychology um, that expanded my mind. You know, one day I'll talk about why I think that school is so important and beneficial, whether it's a, a class, a course or a degree. I think it's all very beneficial to you in the long run. So that year I graduated my psychology degree. A few months after that, I went and got certified as a life and business coach because that was really on my heart to do. And then that also that same year, I decided to make and build a greeting card company. So I was going to make and build a greeting card company. It was called Shalima's Heart, which is the name of my association. At that time, that association had not been built yet. And so this greeting card company was literally going to be something synonymous to mahogany or Hallmark. It was just going to be little loving sayings to encourage and inspire people. And I was going to sell that. Then as I'm building that and creating that, I don't even get to put that out before my next idea is, you know what, I'm going to write a blog. And in this blog, I'm going to encourage people and I'm going to talk about some of the things that Christians or believers often don't talk about. And sometimes they deal with shame or sometimes they deal with, you know, um, it's too private or too personal. So I'll go ahead and I'll talk about that. And some of the things I talked about in my blog had to do with abortions. It had to do with, you know, we always say we trust God, but necessarily we don't know how to trust God. You know, it was those type of things. The blog was very successful at that time back then. And people really, really enjoyed it. It really helped people. So now that was 2016. Now we transition into 2017. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write a book. You know, I'm going to write a book. Um, it was interesting because I went to a conference that inspired me. And when I left the conference, I could not stop writing. And so I wrote my first book in four weeks. And then I planned to launch that book that year in March of 2017. I wrote that book in January 2017. I planned to launch it in March. And then right when I was going to launch it on my daughter's birthday, I realized that there were some things that I was really missing from the process regarding copyrights. So I extended the launch till April and I launched it in April. But when I launched the book, I launched it under my business, which was an LLC at the time, Write It Out Publishing. So Write It Out Publishing began that year, 2017, not for me to be able to help other authors, but just for me to house my books because I knew I would be a writer long term going forward. Later that year, I went to write three other books. One was an anthology and two other books on my own. So that was 2017. In 2018, um, I get approached with um, two different organizations to be in leadership roles. One was at my church and one was a local community um, organization for women. In 2018 now, I've combined all the skills that I've acquired in the past few years, right? So it was my psychology degree. It was my certifications for life and business coaching. It was my experience at New York Life. It was um, the books that I had written and the process that it took to be able to accomplish publishing those books. It was the other books I had wrote. I also had my first speaking engagement um, officially in 2017. It was all of those things combined together to 2018. And I began to love and grow an affirming passion for business and for entrepreneurship. Side note, that was something that was really always in my heart, business. But entrepreneurship was different because 
When I was thinking about business, I wanted to run someone else's business. But with entrepreneurship, I realized that I can run my own and I can make it the way I want to make it to how I fit, to how I thought it would best fit or be beneficial to those that I was serving at the time. So in 2018, I had my first event. In 2018, I began to do coaching and leadership roles. And um, that really began to mature me, develop me, grow and expand me because I went through some challenging times. In 2018, I had speaking engagement after speaking engagement after speaking engagement. I mean, maybe sometimes six months back to back of just talking and, you know, kind of being out there sharing my wisdom. It was something that was so surreal to me. It was something that's so surreal to me. Now we come into 2020 and there's a few things that's happening. Publishing kind of almost took a back burner in 2018, 2019, but I did do a publishing event as far as a workshop was concerned. Uh, but it wasn't something I was really pushing at the time. Now I travel on to 2019, 2020, I create a workshop right before COVID and I combine everything together, whether it's publishing and consulting and leadership development and spiritual development and how to start your business and how to make sure that your business runs efficiently. And what do the operations of your business look like? All of these things I begin to put together in 2020, I did a miniature workshop um, not as big as a conference, but a workshop or a day shop for the day. And I began to pour out all of those things. I had panel speakers and discussions. It was something that was really great and grand at that time for me. And it ended up being a very successful event. COVID came and changed some things, you know, while we all were walking through the midst of that. But what it did for publishing for me in 2020 and COVID, and this really concludes my portion of just the journey of how I got to what I'm doing now, is that in 2020, while people were home, some were bored, some were resting, some got to be still, and they had not been able to do that in so long to really just kind of focus on themselves and, and, and kind of have quiet time and quiet themselves internally because they didn't have to deal with the hustle and bustle that we deal with every day as um, Americans and, you know, in this nation, our whole country, you know, kind of was on pause while we walked through this seemingly, you know, pandemic that we did not know when it was going to end. And we were just kind of, you know, taking each day, one day at a time. Publishing for me that year was the biggest and best that it had ever been because people were home writing books. Um, <laughs> people were home writing books and um, some people were able to still get their benefits, even though they weren't working. Some people were working remote, um, but it cut down on commuting and everything else. Nevertheless, people had the finances to invest in their legacy, which I believe that's what the book is, is legacy. And 2020 was um, the best year that we had for publishing. So that was really great. So some of the things that I experienced, right, and my call to business was I developed a passion for what I was doing because I wanted to see other people succeed. I wanted to see other people accomplish their dreams. I want to see other people make great achievements and strides. I was able to identify my strengths and my weaknesses, along with helping others identify theirs. I was able to identify gaps and processes that we do on a regular basis that I knew can make businesses more efficient. And I knew that in the end, because they were more efficient, they could produce more income. The whole journey of these past few years of entrepreneurship and business has really matured me and really developed me. So you see, it was more than just making extra money here and there. But it was having to do with purpose. 
It was having to do with ministry. It was having to do with life fulfillment. Today, my consultancy, the Impact Consultancy, which is a DBA under Keani Impacts LLC, we do a lot of different things, but we help businesses and bosses, which are CEOs and or leaders with organizational structure, with operations, with administration, with project management, with even human resources and that type of thing to help and make sure that their business is secure and strong. I also offer a spiritual development and life coaching to the CEOs of these businesses because when you are the creator and the owner and building of business, you deal with different challenges and struggles. So to make sure that they don't feel alone, because there's an old saying that says the entrepreneurial journey is very lonely. I make sure that they have help and support and I'm there with them every step of the way. For publishing, I have a full-fledged publishing company. That publishing company started out with just two people, and now it's about 16 to 17 of us. And what we've done is we've created a process to walk authors through from the beginning to the end so they can feel like they're not alone either. I think that in my journey, as I grew and I developed, I was so grateful for it, but I was always sharing it with other people that did not know. Uh, I can't say they didn't know what I was talking about, <laughs> but they didn't really understand because in order to understand some of these woes, you must walk through it you really must walk through it so my goal and everything that I create is really to be the thing that I was missing I wish I had a coach at the time that told me the real that told me the great and the not so great that told me the good and the bad that told me you're going to have very 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 inspiring days but then also told me there are going to be many days that you cry you know, there's going to be times when you feel like this is a great success and then there are going to be times where you feel like oh my gosh how can I mess up to this degree and so I wish I kind of had that. I did programs and mentorships and that type of thing. And it seemed like they were only talking about the best of the thing and not necessarily preparing us for the worst. So even something I created in my life coaching programs was a bounce back method. And a bounce back method is basically exactly what it sounds like. It's something to put in place to safeguard you should life happen. Because life comes to us every day, right? So we don't necessarily know what it could be, but to create a good way to get back on track is golden. And I've learned and mastered that as well. So I've said and shared a lot, but sometimes hearing someone else kind of go through the journeys kind of helps you look at your own and reflect on what's important to you, what you have going on and really what you want to do and put in place. I started off just wanting to make greeting cards and ended up with two full-fledged businesses that are doing business. And so, you know, how exactly did that come to be? How exactly did that come to be? I gave you the condensed version, but your imagination can kind of fill in the blanks for the rest, right? So what do you do specifically if you are called to entrepreneurship? What do you do if you are called to entrepreneurship? Here's some of the things I think that you should do that could help you. I think that, um, and this is what I would have told myself in the beginning, if I had someone to kind of sit down and talk to me, if I could sit down and talk to my old self years ago when I first started, here's what I would have told myself. I think one of the main things you need to do before you even create that new invention, before you get a logo, a website, a brand, before you do any of those things, I think that you need to have a self reflective, uh, introspective look at yourself and determine some things. I think you need to determine who you want to be in that space. Who do you want to be in that entrepreneurial space? 
What are your specific morals? What is your perspective? What is your positioning on certain issues and views? And then what are your boundaries of what you will and will not do? Who you will and will not work with? What you will compromise and not compromise on? Those things are very important. And, and that's where I would start if I was talking to my older self, you know. And, and even if you've already started, these things are very important to have in place because at some point or another, you will get confronted with this. The next thing that I would do is I identify, you know, what is it that I do well, right? What is it that I do well? What is it that I have experience in? What is it that I have knowledge in? What is it that I have education in? What are those things? What are, what are things that I do easy? It seems easy to me, but maybe challenging for others. What are my talents? Because uh, before I worked at New York Life, right? That's where I started when I shared my story. I actually worked in banking, in the branch of banking for 15 years, so I learned a lot about client confidentiality, about customer service, about operations and management of personal documentations and files. So I learned that for a very long time. So I had knowledge in that. I had a psychology degree. Right. And I'd always taken interpersonal behavior and assessments of how the mind works and everything like that. So that enhanced my customer service skills and how I relate to people. I had a lot of different moving pieces that I was able to put together to create the experience that I create for my people that I work with because I create an experience for them which has a lot to do with what a brand is, is the experience that people can feel while they're working with you. And it's very important to make sure that when they're done working with you, how they feel that lasting impression that they leave with is intentional by you. Okay. So the next thing I would do is I would identify with the knowledge and expertise that I have in whatever field of industry that I'm in, right? What is a problem that I know that I can solve based on what I have. Looking at everything in my hands, what can I solve? What problem can I, could I solve? Consider that. Because when you create what you create, you're solving a problem. You're solving a problem. So what problem can I solve based on my expertise and everything else? Then I would determine, now that I've determined what problem I solve, now I'm going to make a process to solve that problem. Now I'm going to actually make steps like how to, what to do next. What does this look like? Create a picture, create a blueprint. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a process to solve that problem. Okay. Then once I've done that, I'm going to determine how to dispense that solution to that problem how to dispense that solution to that problem. You know, some things to remember while you're building what you're building is that processes and procedures, they secure you and they navigate the journey. I have seen a lot of small businesses um, that I've had the honor and pleasure to work with. Some I've had the honor and pleasure just to see behind the scenes. Some I've had the honor and pleasure to, you know, just watch develop and grow over time. And what I noticed is that there is a huge lack administration wise of processes and procedures that can really make or break the business. It is very important to have some steps in the background of what to do. I have been guilty of it myself. 
you know, but it's something I've learned in the build out of making sure that I had some fundamental and practical steps on the back end to ensure that there was safety brought to the client or the customer while they were receiving the product or the service that I offered. So that's important. Uh, something else to remember is, you know, when you're creating a business and when you're creating whatever service or product that you have, it's important that you keep front and center in your mental, the experience that they're going to receive. The experience that they're going to receive. I used to win customer service awards in the bank those years that I worked there because I was very intentional about going the extra mile and the extra step to serve someone, especially knowing that their incident or their problem or whatever it is that we needed to work through was something out of the norm. So I would go out of my way to make sure that they had what they needed. That is important. And I would want the same service. I would want someone to, you know, want to help me in that manner. You know, so that's important. You treat people the way that you would expect and receive to be treated. Something else that I would consider is um, in order to make a very strong brand, in order to make a very strong brand, it's going to be impossible for you to be anyone but you. It's going to be imperative that you be yourself. You must be your authentic self because it is your difference that will bring you clientele. It is your difference that will make your brand stand out. It is your difference that will make you the most money. That's going to be very important. Be your authentic self. You got to have your own source to it. And no one can duplicate that. So it's nothing you have to worry about. Building new business and streams of income helps make the world go round. It provides new opportunities, rooms for expansion, room for new partnerships, creates space for innovative thinking, all things new. I pray that there was something that I shared that helped you see things clearer and make sure when you create and build these businesses that you tag me and that you keep in touch. I am at Kiani B, K-I-Y-A-N-N-I-B on Instagram. Until next time, thanks for hanging out with me.